Prepare yourself for Listoff, the gaming podcast where your hosts, Brian and Ryan, rank the things they love. Three, two, one, Listoff. This week, we are fleshy, inhuman masses of claws and teeth as we tear apart the top 10 monsters in video games. How's it going, Brian? I'm, I'm disgusted. That's that's how it's going. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no, that's good. That's This is where we're at. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm, it's I'm pretty good, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, good, good. How are man. you doing? I'm very tired. Uh, full disclosure to the audience, uh, it's been a busy week for me, um, and I'm extremely tired, but we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, okay. Have you Have you played any games this week? I have played a game. I bet I know which one. Yeah, you want to take a guess? Well, I, it's Metroid Dread. It is Metroid Dread, which I am so happy that they released it in Spooky-tober because this is this is the game that I need right now. We went from Spooktober to Spooky-tober. Spooky, yeah, Spooky-tober. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it. <laughs> so Metroid Dread, man, I got this day one. And it is a fantastic Metroid game so far. Awesome. How great. Um, so I've played, I've played probably four or five hours. I, I would nice. say a decent chunk at this point. I visited like four different areas, like Very main cool. areas. Uh, got a bunch of different upgrades, and I'm stuck right now. So I'm looking along the map and trying to find any one place that I can go. I got a new ability that I'm just like, I don't really know where I can use this, but we'll, we'll see. I, I bet once you get unstuck, you, you'll use that ability to do it, right? Like, exactly. That's yes. the mark of a good Metroid, man. Right. Yeah. So th- that's that's one thing that I've noticed about Metroid, at, at least this one, mm-hmm. versus other like Metroidvanias like Ori. They are kind of gating you to different areas even after you've already explored it mm-hmm. just in, in the way that they're like dumping you out into new areas. Yeah. So like all, all traverse like an, an entirely new world. And then it spits you back out into a place that you've already explored, but right. you can't get back to like some of the other areas in that, that one that you've explored already. You got to go like all the way back to how you got there originally, or is that way closed off? You too? can't get back. Oh, wow. You just cannot get back to there yet. So wow. I, I have this new ability or other new abilities. And I know like I need to get here, but I just, there's no routing right now. Oh, interesting. So <clears throat> that's one thing that is kind of new to this one. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so full disclosure too, we are both kind of losing our voices. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, tough going here at the list off podcast, but we are, we are troopers and we are here and we're going to yeah. do this. We're going to knock it out the park. We are. Yeah. yeah. So I have a quick question because I sure. I got back from a trip today uh, and I was able to download Metroid Dread and played very, very little of it. Man, it moves really well right off the bat, though. It's like Samus is fast, way like faster than very reactive. And it's really neat, like feels powerful, you know? Right. Um can you are you do you go back to open the door to the left of the beginning because i couldn't get it open right from the start i didn't i didn't even check over there so i couldn't tell you yeah that's where you're supposed to go (laughs) yeah well i can't get back there oh okay well right now i i I just can't get back there yeah anyway i mean because i'm like oh it's a metroid i'll go left and uh 
I couldn't get the door open, but it looked like just the other doors I can open with my blaster. So I was like, oh, I wonder why that is. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm glad you got it. I knew that you were. Would that have been a good switch game for you on the flight? Or I just to it wasn't eyes, happen? Yeah, it was yeah. red eyes both ways. So like I, I actually watched the show. I watched Squid Game. <laughs> oh okay we just watched yeah. two episodes of that oh man i i'm on the last one uh last episode okay. i haven't finished it yet i'm about halfway through the last episode but uh, i am really digging it man all the way through i thought it was great really nice. really good yeah so cool. i don't know what you think yet like so far what do you what do you think so far we like it we yeah. we kind of only like the game parts mm-hmm. so i don't know if i mean you, the second episode just didn't have any of that at all right, so right but i'm i'm eager to see where it goes for sure yeah. i'm i'm having a little trouble with i don't know i think it's just the language barrier of like mm-hmm. we're we're doing it dubbed i know that's probably Ooh, the wow, worst okay. way to do yeah, it no, i did subtitles <laughs> i always subtitles. tend to do subtitles yeah okay yeah and that's you know I, i'm sure that the performances are are great and i yeah. usually read subtitles anyway but so it was actually another netflix show that got me like i will always do subtitles over dub uh, if you're familiar with the show dark uh, it's a really, know, really good yeah. German show on Netflix. People call it like German Lost, basically. I mean, I would definitely say there's some similarities there. I actually think it's better than Lost. I know That's you're going to hate say. me for saying <laughs> that, but uh, it actually like answers questions. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. But it's one of those where we watched the first episode dubbed and it was terrible. I see. Uh, but then we watched it with subtitles and it's like, oh, okay, these, this is good acting because the, even though the language is foreign, the emotion comes across as genuine when you're listening to how they convey that language. Right. And when the American, the English dub was on there, it was like, it was like watching, you know, playing Resident Evil back in the day. Right. Like, right. Yeah. There's horrible dub. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Netflix got some gems out there, man. Yeah, definitely. So, so did, we're, we're eager to like keep going and yeah. I'm I'm sure we'll finish it. Did you want to say anything else about Metroid Dread? I am really loving it. I yeah. I can't overstate that enough. Uh it's it it feels like you said way faster and mm-hmm. with the Emmys, the robots that are kind of like stalking you in in some areas of the game. Yeah. You you need that speed and it's it's a lot of that that's where the most tension comes. I, I don't want to even go in those areas. Oh wow. I don't know if you've encountered no, that at yet. all yet. Not okay. Yet. So yeah, that is that is a high tension situation. And the game gives you some some different methods to deal with that, but it's a very interesting new take uh, on Metroid. It's definitely a new mechanic that I'm I'm having some trouble with for sure, but it, it's still fun because of that tension that, that arises. Yeah. Very cool. So I, I mean, I, I feel like this is one of those games that I'll want to talk about in depth, you know, maybe on a future episode or something. Um, yeah. If we both like it, that is, well, we're probably both going to get through it. So I right. mean, it's on the table for sure. You yeah. Know? And uh, these, these games come along rarely. So it exactly. would be a good opportunity to talk about it. Definitely. Um, it looks it looks beautiful. I think that's yeah. the only other thing I want to say. It, it it runs very nicely. It does slow down sometimes. I've I've hit some snags where oh, the, really? the okay. FPS does drop a bit, but I'm used to it. it it's a Switch game. Mm-hmm. I I know it's it's going to be there, and it doesn't really bother me. But yeah, yeah. I basically watched that first cutscene when you get to ZDR, and then okay. 
played maybe five minutes, you get to like a calm link, right? Sure. And okay. that, w- that was as far as I got uh, gotcha. before Everett woke up. But um, I did notice there's a part, a point where there is a hole and it's kind of like waist chest high on, on Samus. And when she goes up to this like gap in the wall, she puts her hand up on yes. it and yes. like up on the top part. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. Like she interacts with every ledge and everything around her. And it's really right. neat. It comes across as like genuine movement. That was um, that was something new that I noticed. It, it yeah. It's like Drake and Uncharted. He'll, right. you know, touch a wall. And that mm-hmm. was mind blowing then. And to see it on on the little Nintendo screen. Right. Is, right. Well, it's something that Metroid games haven't done before. So it is cool to see. Very yeah. cool to see. Just and, makes it that much easier to believe. You know? That's right. right. Yeah. I will say people showing off those pictures of OLED. Oh yeah. Which is man, it makes me want one. You can't really tell, like, you know, taking a picture of a of an OLED screen, it, it doesn't compute. Yeah. But I I, I want one of those. I, I'm not gonna get one. It pops. I, it, there's there's no reason to get one, but yeah. you yeah. know, if if for some reason my switch breaks, that would be one yeah. the one to get. Especially now that 4K switch rumors are back in the mix. Oh, yeah. we, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, later, but uh, sure. later in the month. But yeah. 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 So, any games for you on your busy week? Yeah, I played that little bit of Metroid um, when I got back from my trip. And I did before my trip, I played more Avengers, but my trip was a trip to Las Vegas. Now we're going to Vegas tonight. What are you talking about, Vegas? Vegas, baby, Vegas. Yeah, it was a it was a good trip. Um, I'm not so for those who don't know, I don't drink anymore at this point in my life, and I don't really do anything. I am like your typical dad, family man. Uh, but it was still a really fun trip. I got to meet up with family and a friend that I hadn't seen in a long time. Took the red eye out there, uh, and it's it was cool. It's you know, flying into Vegas at night, it's like the sea of black until you be- get onto Vegas and then bright lights, big city, it's suddenly there. Uh, but I arrived in the middle of the night and we 1230 in the morning and I, we couldn't check until 11 and nobody else was arriving until about 1030. So what am I going to do with myself? I'm going to walk around the strip, right? I mean, especially that time of night walking around there. It oh, was boy. It was interesting, uh, but Did man, you feel safe. Of course, I felt. Oh, I've man. been in worse okay. parts. Like the Vegas Strip isn't that bad. It's okay. not like I was like off in a bad part of town, right? Like, I see. It's very populated. Um, sure, I never felt threatened at any point of of being on the Strip. Sure. So yeah, it's re- it was really neat to see all the casinos lit up at night. Um, this is when I first saw the sign for the HyperX Esports Arena that is in the Luxor Casino there, and I was like, oh my gosh, they have an esports arena here! I have to see if an event is is going on while I'm here. And there was one, and I went to it. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Walking the strip, I noticed there's a lot of really good video game representation. Actually, they had a huge billboard lit up for the Beat Saber, uh, Billy Eilish music pack. And there is actually a razor store there where you could buy all the peripherals. And yeah, it's like a lot, a lot of billboards advertising video game things. And they have a lot of the uh, also gimmicky virtual reality spots, you know, that sort of thing, but it's not gimmicky. I mean, when you're in it, it's very cool. I'm sure. But it was, it was really cool to see that so well represented and the esports arena, right? Um, The casinos are cool. They're all monuments, of debauchery. I mean, they really are, but man, they are definitely decadent and really, really well put together. The amount of money that goes into them is unimaginable. 
uh they have and then you go in and it's like they have all their candy machines right and it's like the hobbit oh willy wonka like what 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 uh what's your favorite like property you know we got a slot machine for that why don't you go sit down and play it for a while i'm not (laughs) a big gambler so i really didn't do much of that uh but i basically walked the entire strip that first night and back to the hotel i was staying at and i still had time to kill so i walked all the way down the other way headed south went to the welcome to fabulous las vegas sign right and uh checked that out and got some some pictures in front of that and then finally i was able to rest my head for like two hours before i set back out to actually see some things that i wanted to see i checked out the bellagio it has some really nice gardens they do and they change them depending on the season and that was really really cool it smelled so good it just smelled so good with all the flowers in there mm-hmm. um, i'm really boring you guys with all the details no no i'm, I'm <laughs> eager to hear all this. i went to the venetian and this is like just opulent everywhere it's like you're in like an old it's like you're in Venice. First of all, they have gondolas going through this shopping area and through the resort and they have, you know, frescoes on the ceilings and yeah, it's incredible, man. Jeez. And, and that's what I mean. And it, billions of dollars went into creating this resort and that's just one of them. Right. So it, it is no lack of funding there. And I headed to downtown, which is like the older Vegas Fremont street, they have this really cool part where they have the whole street covered and it's a big screen up top and they project all these different like light shows on the screen up there and people can zip line down the street. And it, it's, I mean, everything there has done so big and so boldly right. and it's just, it, it's all like very awe inspiring. Um, and then the, the next night, uh, my second to last night, I went to that HyperX esports arena to watch a smash competition they were doing it was a weekly so i wasn't expecting much but apparently there was a bigger tournament the next day one that i didn't get to attend the bigger tournament because i was going to the hoover dam the next day but man it was so cool to be at a live smash brothers event and because they were having the larger event the next day there was like some talent from southern california there like there were some bigger players than they'd typically see coming out to to this tournament this and was Smash Ultimate. It was Smash playing? Ultimate. Yeah, okay. Smash Ultimate to clarify. But this, it was unlike anything I've ever seen. You know, you see these competitions and they move to arenas and they have the screens that go with them and they kind of set it up in an arena with the stadium seating. And that's what you see. This is a permanent fixture. This lives in this hotel. And it's just, it's made for gaming. They have monitors everywhere. They have the big stage with the big screen on it, where if you're on like the two consoles in the center, you play on that screen. And then they have these other ones on stage that are kind of to the side where they have two setups next to each other, but in the front facing the crowd, they have big monitors like on the ends of the desk. So Uh, they could watch what what's happening in that match. It was just super cool. Like what a great experience. Um, and I actually got to meet someone there who is the assistant manager of esports for HyperX. Uh, his name's Stefan, and he was a real cool dude. I, I brought some of our stickers, and I was like handing them out. And I kind of <laughs> thought I was in trouble when I like gave him one because, like, I don't know if you're allowed to promote this sort of thing, right? So I'm like, sure. hey, do you listen to podcasts? Like, I got a gaming podcast. Check it out. He's like, I'm actually the assistant manager of, e-. and I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
am I allowed to do this? Right. <laughs> you know? But he was super cool. Yeah. Super cool guy. He, uh, you know, I let him know he could always contact us, but um, he actually speed runs dark souls himself and almost broke the world record for it. He said wow. he has like the second place time for speed running uh, dark souls, which is really incredible. Um, and then, yeah, the next day went to the Hoover dam, which is a sight to behold. Uh, definitely recommended if you're ever in that area and haven't seen it yet. It is the scale of it is just really something else. Right. Um, and then flew home on a red eye and that was that. And I am happy to be home with sure. my family. And uh, it was an exhausting trip with very little sleep involved. Um, and that's even without like drinking, partying or gambling. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I will say is that uh, weed is legal there. Uh, marijuana is legal. So, so you it's, smelled it everywhere. Oh my gosh. You step outside the hotel and it is like overwhelming. Wow. Overwhelming, like immediately <laughs> overwhelming. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Huh. Um, but yeah. That was, that was my crazy, crazy Vegas trip. Not so crazy because uh, at this stage of my life, I just don't have it in me anymore. Sure. Sure. But, you uh, work tomorrow? Uh, no, I, I was smart enough to request tomorrow off as Good well. Good job. So, yeah, you always I, have to yeah. take a day off of, after your vacation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I gave myself the opportunity to catch up on some sleep. But Perfect. Yeah, there you have it. There you have it. Viva, Viva Las Vegas. Sweet. Yeah, so uh, without further ado... I think we should get into these lists. What do you think, man? I think so. All right, let's do it. All right. Uh, so we're doing our top 10 monsters in video games. And to be sure, I did the same thing Brian did, I think. I was doing monsters that can't be bosses because we right. already did our top 10 bosses, right? Right. Boss fights, I think we did. So I was just doing your run of the mill, like average enemy that you can run into in a game. That's right. Um, and maybe mid boss, you know, some of them might be able to be considered mid boss, but it wasn't like anything. Well, I mean, know. that's in some games, they seem like bosses right. and then you're like, all right, well now you have to fight six of them and yeah. all these other people. So. Oh, so many games do that. Like the first time you see something, it's a kind of a boss fight, but then you run right. into it constantly later in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'll just get this out of my way. My runner-up are the Necromorphs from Dead Space. Nice. Uh, yeah, I feel like these have to be on the list, not only because they were a really original idea at the time um, with their appearance, but also because of how you take them down, which also was a very yeah. original idea. Uh, typically in these zombie games, if this could even be considered that, you just kind of shoot them till they fall and don't get sure. back up. And in this one, it's like, no, you have to be very strategic on how you shoot them. And you had to switch the orientation of your gun to, right. you know, depending on how they're coming at you to sever certain limbs. <clears throat> and um, they were really, really frightening. Uh, they were, for and sure. The design is intentionally so. I mean, especially because there is some remnant of a human somewhere in there. Uh -huh. Uh, and the rest is just like whatever happened to their bones and flesh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's really, really disgusting. I can't wait to see it in 4K when the new Dead Space comes out, the oh, remake. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Necromorphs, man, they had to be on the list for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Very scary. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't necessarily base my list on scary. I do understand it's now 
Spookytober. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of thought about actual monsters you run into in games and which ones, you know, would make my top 10. And Absolutely. I, it's a hard one to gauge, like give any set reasoning to as well. Yeah. I mean, I think when you say monster, it does kind of imply a little bit of creepy or scary. Right. Like a grotesqueness to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I feel like, yeah, most of mine had had that going about them. Some didn't, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But my number 11, this is one I wanted to get out of the way. And it is the clickers from The Last yeah. of Us. Yeah. So these are a dreadful monster, <laughs> I would say. Uh, definitely the most stressful enemy to deal with in the last of us so for people who don't know they are the infected that can't see because the fungus has just completely grown over most of their senses so they have to click their tongues to use echolocation essentially Mm -hmm. and that that is part of the kind of tension factor is hearing that noise you know they're around and yeah if they get you if they come into contact with you it's it's basically death uh there are a couple ways to deal with them but if they're actually all the way up on you then it's it's pretty much toast yeah um so yeah definitely a scary monster definitely a, a fun design that i think none of us love dealing with yeah no i i would agree i think this segues nicely into my number 10 uh you had said clickers are the hardest enemy to deal with in the last of us yeah i mean one of the yeah. most now you're gonna walk that back aren't you buddy <laughs> i mean just... i know there are harder enemies for yeah sure. there are harder and that leads yeah. into my number 10 which are the bloaters because to me bloaters are way way worse than clickers especially when really? you come into a room with two of them bloaters yeah. are terrible man yeah i mean i think guess of... i'm thinking of like one at a time but yeah i think of like the first time you run into a bloater in the gym in the last of us right right it is it is essentially a boss fight at that point you have never run across anything like that before and it is yeah it's tough it's a tough enemy to overcome especially at that point in the game uh, you do run into them more often later, and it's typically in a situation where there's like one of them with maybe one other enemy type in there, nothing too crazy. Although they do sometimes do that, like um, what do, what do they call it? Uh, tower defense segments where you're like in a yeah. room and they're all coming at you, and it's like bloaters and clickers, and you know the sure. infected, like infected or whatever you want to call them. Um, so there's also that part in the hotel in The Last of Us Part Two. Where you, is it a bloater that you run into? I know there are like new enemy types in The Last of Us Part Two, but that is horrifying to me too, um, because it like breaks through the wall to grab you, and you oh, have next right. to nothing to defend yourself. And yeah, and it's like they always do that with the bloaters. Typically, where you're in a situation that's extremely you're low, extremely low on resources, and it's this just overpowering behemoth coming at you, right? And clickers are. Uh, enemy design monster design i guess <laughs> so i should use that term in this game is just phenomenal and graphically in the second one the things they do with lighting make the clickers that much more imposing but bloaters are just so so grotesque it's like taking a clicker and pumping it full of like water right <laughs> until it's like three times the size it was and it right. yeah it's, exactly it's disgusting man <laughs> but um 
Yeah, that's. I think that's why it deserves a place on my list. I, I'm not dogging your. I know it sounds like I'm saying my pick is better than your clicker pick, but I, it could be either one. Clickers are yeah. like the whole malformed head and everything, and the like fungal look to them. It's just yeah, they're both so grotesque and iconic. It's it's yeah. a great great game for monsters. <laughs> it really is. Oh, yeah. Like these are great games for monsters, and yeah. they're they're kind of tropes of things that we've seen all the time. I mean, I remember seeing bloaters essentially in The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and but yeah, they they really make it work yeah. well for a video game here. Definitely, definitely. Good pick. Thanks. One and one right there. Yeah. Last of us. (laughs) So my number 10, uh, this one feels like it should be a boss fight or a mini boss or something, Mm -hmm. but it's the dragons in Skyrim that you encounter all the time. Um, These are definitely uh, one of the biggest monsters that you you fight in the game, if not the biggest. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're so much fun that the different varieties that there are, um, there are different sizes and types. um, And they, I think the coolest thing is you can just be walking around anywhere in this world and there will be a dragon at some point that just like you encounter yeah. The, the so, game just throws one out there. Sometimes at the worst point, like way oh, yeah. too early in the game. Some oh, yeah. Part, sometimes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So not, yeah, you don't really have anything to deal with them in the beginning, but eventually you you are able to to take them out with relative ease or or just like get by them and not have to deal with them. And the most terrifying thing, I think, is the mod scene where people have tra- you know, changed them Thomas the Tank, Thomas <laughs> the Tank Engine, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a bad one. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's where it really elevates the monster game. The mods, <laughs> monster, Macho Man's cool, man. Oh yeah, no, that he's cool. Be pumped. That's terrifying. Oh, did yeah. you did, just completely unrelated note, except for the fact that Thomas the Tank Engine is as terrifying as a flying dragon. Did you see that game that is basically the train? Like that, a killer what, train? Yeah, yeah. Choo Choo Charlie. Yeah, yeah. That looks so terrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah. It does look like it might not be playable. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. It, but what a cool idea. It seems right? pretty like, pretty new or, you know, right. unfinished. Yeah, but very cool. Very funny. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Play on that Thomas the Tank meme. Right, going on I, I, yeah. you know that's exactly what they did. They're oh, 100%. like, hundred oh, percent. This is this is cool. Let's make a yeah. game out of it." Especially because it tends to be a mod for horror games. Like you know, they were like, "We'll just make a horror game where like that's the thing going after you." Right. Yeah. No mods yeah. required. Right. That's a good idea, man. Cash in on that. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a great pick for sure. Uh, dragons are inherently frightening. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not something you want to run into. Right. Uh, but that that's goes into my number nine it's definitely not related but it gets us to my number nine and my number nine are the working joes do you know about the working joes i don't even know what alien isolation okay so the alien the xenomorph is not the only thing trying to kill you in alien isolation uh you are on this like a derelict space station and there are these maintenance uh robots that are on board that have also like been corrupted so they 
basically try to kill you. And they're so creepy because they're super robotic and cold and they have this dialogue. God, I wish I could remember it. Do they um, look like humans? They are humanoid. Yeah. Uh, okay, but gotcha. they're like blue and they have glowing eyes. So when they're coming at you in the darkness, they're like eyes. You can see the little like effect oh, wow. uh, moving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're super frightening. They come across as very uh superhumanly strong too because once they get a hold of you you're in trouble right i see uh but yeah it it, it I, you actually can if i'm god it's been a long time since i played alien isolation i do actually have it downloaded on my series x because i'm like i'm doing this again like i gotta nice. get through this game this time and not <laughs> let my fear get the better of me but um yeah they do uh i think you can kill these whereas you can never kill the xenomorph in this game uh, but that doesn't make them any less intimidating. Uh, they they say like they say like in like these robotic voices when they come walking towards you too, and you know they're trying to kill you. And sometimes you have next to no resources. You have to try to run from them. And keep in mind, you're also very aware there is a xenomorph trying to kill you at this point as well. Mm-hmm. And they'll just come at you in, in these calm robotic voices. They'll say like, "You and I are going to have a talk about safety." <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, sounds comical in this situation. Right. But during that moment, it's so frightening, right? Right. Like, it's just like inhuman things staring at you from the darkness. <laughs> and it's never, it's typically you don't run into one of them. You're running into a group of them at a time. And they're coming at you from different sides, which really limits your escape plan there, too. Right. So um, these definitely don't fit that grotesque mark, but they are definitely unnerving and get under your skin right quite a bit throughout the course of the the game that i've played i have not beaten this game i do plan on getting through it <laughs> but i can't it, like this these guys are another reason this game was just too frightening for me mm-hmm. like yeah it does sound terrifying especially like, with the eyes yeah it's very very creepy very creepy i can i can envision just like thinking you're hidden and then hearing we're going to have a talk about safety. Like, Oh, (laughs) you know, I'm here. Great. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, Ryan. Yes. Can you tell me how many Pokemon there are? 150 or more to see. (laughs) Don't be a Pokemon master (laughs) is my destiny. Right, Electro Diglett, <laughs> gotta 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 catch them all. <laughs> so God, you can tell I'm tired, dude. Right? <laughs> yeah, I actually started singing. I'm so sorry. No. I'm so sorry, listeners. We're gonna make that another bumper. That we'll have like a Pokemon <laughs> segment. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know how many there are. There are hundreds, but way more than I, 150. Yeah. I needed to choose a pocket monster for my monster list. And I drew from the original 151, let's say. Yeah. And my choice was Blastoise. Oh, because I, yeah. I think his design is amazing. I always pick Squirtle as my for sure. starter Pokemon. Good man. Good man yeah. right there. And it wasn't for like any like early game benefits. Because I know, you know, hitting the rock gym and it's easier to have right. Those, right. those water Pokemon. Right? Even grass Pokemon, I think, are good. But yeah. I think, you know, everyone loves Charizard, but I don't think Blastoise gets enough love. So mm-hmm. he's my my Pokemon pick for this monster list. Um, he has some good stuff in the new Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's like, yeah, just like just going on the beach and, and seeing a Blastoise just in full height and everything is is amazing. So 
Always yeah. one of my favorite to to use in the card game as well. He has some good Pokemon powers you can use. Yeah, I mean, I I really really dig Squirtle. Squirtle, Squirtle, Squirtle. Um, yeah. as well. Uh, and Blastoise is super cool looking uh, from a design standpoint. I think right. it's just like this tanky with cannons. Like, yeah, it's really really yeah. cool. Cool yeah. name, everything right? about him. Yeah, no, that's a good pick. So I kind of restructured my list when I heard that, just to oh. make it easier, because you are not the only person who chose a pocket monster for their monster list. Okay. I as well chose a Pokemon. And uh, my Pokemon that I went with is a bit of a monster. The Maybe the, one of the few Pokemon you could call a villain, and it's Mewtwo. Oh, okay. I thought you were yeah. going to say Meowth. Meowth. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of <laughs> hoping people would think I was going to say Meowth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but no, I'm going with Mewtwo. Okay, yeah. Uh, the yeah. most powerful Pokemon. Some would say. I mean, yeah. at the time, I don't know if he still is because there's been like a million generations yeah. since then. He's probably there's some yeah. crazy legendary Pokemon out there. Right, exactly, exactly. But yeah, Mewtwo, man, what a menace. <clears throat> like Mewtwo instilled fear into your into you if you oh, ever yeah. ran into him. And and he's weird, man. His design is just like off-putting. And yeah, his he's like really um shiny you know like not a shiny because <laughs> i realize we're talking about pokemon <laughs> here yeah. i mean maybe maybe you can find a shiny mewtwo i don't know oh, i'm sure you can yeah but like he's got like a sheen to his his weird like fleshy color like purple fleshy colored skin it's just like really and he's, he's got, got like three... tubes almost yeah. like connecting to weird parts of his body right and he's got like these little three like fingers with bulbs on the end you know yeah. like it's really just a weird design his feet are yeah. funky his tail's funky yeah like it's like this uh, like right <laughs> and um yeah he's terrifying as well uh in the film <laughs> and yeah. uh in any game so I, yeah i definitely wanted to include a pokemon and blastoise was actually on my short list because just because i also loves Squirtle and his evolutions, sure. but ultimately I had to go with Mewtwo because man, he is creepy looking, dude. Yeah, like you don't even realize it sometimes because you're you know you're either watching or playing Pokemon and it's very cartoony. Sure, but like if you ran into Pokemon in the real world, much like Detective Pikachu, like <laughs> yeah, Mewtwo is creepy in that. Like you don't want to see him at all. Right, you know, like it's just not the one you want to run into. He's not the and one you want to pet. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, Charizard also made my short list because I okay. feel like that is. But you, you he's, said he's very cool. Yeah, you said Skyrim dragons, so you know. Yeah, Charizard can't make the list. Can't have sure. two dragons. Yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, that's that's my uh, number eight is Mewtwo. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, my number eight, no relation to anything you just said, um, except maybe there's there's some some weird tubes that are connecting to, to different parts. Uh, the Mancubus in the doom series. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is the big, like dual cannon, really large fat has like horns, right? Uh, Doesn't have horns? Oh no. Uh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Now. Okay. Kind of yeah, like the yeah. toxic guys. Right. Right. Um, so in, in <laughs> doom. Yeah. You have to like toxic, <laughs> toxic guys. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just um, you have to shoot their, they're two cannons and then they're, they're pretty useless after that. Um, but they are, they are pretty grotesque. Um, yeah. I, I think the, the poison element of them is what's pretty terrifying. And there are different iterations of them that have like, I think like electric nonsense that goes on. 
but they will they will destroy you um, if you're in close proximity. They have some big area of effect things that really mess you up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and the fact that you have to shoot two different things on them is is a little challenging. Um, definitely one of the higher priority threats, I would say, when you when you enter a room and they're part of it. Yeah. No, it's it's good. I mean, you know, I guess it's good. <laughs> kind of unfamiliar with it. Oh uh, yeah, you know. yeah. No, I've seen it though. I've seen enough of it that I, right. I do know it's a good pick. And definitely, like the design is off-putting. But oh, you yeah. could probably pick any enemy from those games. And oh the design yeah, is very off-putting. Yeah, how you, how you dismantle them is off a little bit, a little bit gory as well. Exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's what I wanted a Doom creature because they are yeah. so gross just good um, design but that's like very you know what you're making right you're making a game about creatures from hell right. and they do such a good des- job designing them they really do yeah. yeah yeah it's a good pick man yeah. thank you yeah. so moving right along to my number seven what a brisk pace we have here uh my number seven is of course the big daddies from bioshock nice um they have to be on any i mean i'm not Hopefully, maybe they're on your list. I don't know. They're not. I'd hate they're to not. say they have to be on anybody's <laughs> list about, and then they're not on yours because then I'm a terrible co-host, right? <laughs> Typical. <laughs> but man, uh, I know you talked, I think you talked about Big Daddies like last week or the week prior, yeah. right? Because you talked about Rapture. But yeah, it's all that, man. Like run and hide. These things are terrifying and definitely intimidating. And the design is so cool given the fact that you're in a somewhat nautical sen- setting of being under underwater right um so and they fit right in they have like the old diver helmet look to them right. just a huge drill arm and like it really to piggyback off what you said last week as well you go back to that original trailer and like this is what got me interested in this game this design was so unique and so cool and it seemed so unstoppable in that trailer right it was like, whoa, like, what is this thing? Like, where did it come from? What's mm-hmm. the story behind it? And yeah, when you run into them in the game, they definitely instill that same <laughs> feeling in you. I mean, these are iconic, iconic monsters in the gaming echelon, and they should be. They should be uh, very unique and still stand out to this day. Yeah. yeah. And you get to become one. You get to wear that that suit. Oh, yeah. Walk around. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love that the design of those. Uh, definitely the trailer is what did it for me. I wasn't interested in at all until I saw that trailer. Mm-hmm. And then just to any time you, you could hear them thumping towards you oh, gosh, very yeah. slowly. Yeah. Like you, you didn't even see them yet. And you knew that they were about to, to be around you. And it was a long time in that game before I like realized all the different things you could do to like take care of them. Mm-hmm. I always was just like, I, I guess I just need to keep shooting it, but then using the powers and combining things. Like I remember realizing, Oh, you could like drop this oil and, mm-hmm. and then, and then use, yeah, the, use the fire. Yeah. Exactly. Like that kind of, and you know, you had to like lure them to that area because mm-hmm. it, it dropped in a certain place. But once I figured that out, it, it did get a lot easier to deal with them, but it was still, they were still a terrifying presence the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good pick. I like it. Not on my list though. That's all right. I'm (laughs) glad I didn't insult you then. Oh, you're good. (laughs) All right. Well, my number seven, I had to have a Zelda monster and there are a lot of great monster designs from Mm. the legend of Zelda series, but one that I really, really dislike is the like, like 
Oh, good one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Weird design. Yeah. Uh, just a fleshy hole. Yeah. It's like. Like a donut. Kind of does like this as it comes donut. towards you. Does this like weird slinky thing as right? it comes towards you. Yeah. Remember yeah. the Ocarina of Time ones that were just like a oh, texture and then they, like yeah. they would like uh, stretch to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that was terrifying. Yeah. And then they take your stuff. That's the worst part about it. You'll like lose your equipment. Mm-hmm. I, it was usually like, you know, sh- like shields and things that you right. could buy. It's so frustrating. Right. Right. Yeah. But Anytime I lost like a, a Hillian shield was was not not a fun experience. Absolutely, because uh, they didn't even yeah. always give them back to you. Yeah, and the way so. the texture moved on them, it was right. really like yeah. just off putting. They make gross sounds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that one was one that I did not like dealing with. They're they're slow and, and manageable, but still gross. Yeah, I do not like like likes. Nope, I do not like like likes. That that would be a good shirt. Yeah, that's, I don't that's like true. like likes. <laughs> hey man, where's our merch at? Let's do it, bro. Yeah, yeah, that would be our a good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I am kind of moving my list around as you go because I, I it's in no particular order here. Like I, I, I think that's I fine. Should have said that from the start. But since we're talking about Legend of Zelda, <laughs> I also have a Legend of Zelda monster on my list. Uh, but for me, it is Dead Hand from Ocarina of Time. Do you remember this? This was the monster under the well. Was that the thing that came down? Yeah, it's the mini boss of the Shadow Temple. Okay. And it's in the bottom of the well. It's like the big uh, kind of like pale white with like blotches, red blotches on it. And it's this like hunched over human form with an elongated neck and a head with a huge mouth. I forget who I was having a conversation with about this on Instagram like a week or two ago, how Legend of Zelda might be the most terrifying non-horror game there is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's up there, I would say. <laughs> well, Ocarina of Time specifically. Ocarina of Time. Yeah, yeah Ocarina there's... of Time specifically. Yeah. I mean, Majora's Mask has some horror elements, but I would think I think Ocarina might be a little creepier, actually. Yeah. Um. So this thing, like... It has these hands that come out of the ground too and try to grab you. What's it called? One more time. Dead hand. Dead hand. Are you googling it? Yeah, I want to see this. Once you see it, you'll know exactly what I mean. And as you're fighting it in the bottom of the well, the texture on the ground and walls is like fleshy, like almost like bodies. It's really weird. So the hands come up out of the ground and grab you as this torso with like a huge mouth starts coming towards you with its mouth agape as its hands holding you. And that's kind of how you have to attack it too. Cause you have to lure it towards you. Right. You have to make it think it has you then bust out of its hand and start hitting it. It's just so gross. It looks like it's got blood spots on under its skin. And that's like, the worst thing. It's just like it, it, to imagine that this exists in a legend of Zelda game. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's so out of place. Right. It, it's it, it's insane. It's insane. And yeah, it it, I, it haunted my dreams. I almost put the Redeads yeah. on here because that's another great Legend of Zelda enemy with a scream and you're just like frozen. Yeah, you can't move. And yeah, that tension as they're walking towards you and you can't move is yeah. just... And then yeah. they just like jump on you really right. quickly. Right. And like jump on your back, give you a little piggyback, give him a little yeah. piggyback. Right. But uh, I, I had to put dead hand, man. Um, yeah. Very. Unknown. I remember it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I had blocked it out, but now it's, it's, 
I won't be able to sleep tonight. Sweet dreams. Yeah. I was about to say sweet dreams tonight, buddy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I just looked at that picture and geez, it's all coming back. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that there's just like red splotches and it's, it's the N64 that they're dealing with. So they just, that's, that's what they could make. And it's more terrifying as a result. Yeah. Don't, don't look up fan art of dead hand. Oh, okay. Cause that's really horrifying. Cause it's no longer just like in that n64 graphics right you know? it's it's the real deal yeah it's really Ooh. terrifying okay yeah don't well, do let's it. go to let's go to <laughs> i'm doing it right now to... i'm doing it right now i'm like oh, oh god. god yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh this is terrifying all right yeah, go ahead. that Sorry. seems bad just bad don't idea. rule don't rule 34 because that, that would be even worse all right so i was gonna have bombs on my list because i think they're just a cool enemy but I realized I didn't have the subnautica enemy that needed to be on here. And that is the Reaper Leviathan. Yeah. Um, they are, they are so cool. Um, so this is the huge worm, like mm-hmm. Leviathan is the correct word like to that. describe them. Yeah. Just these like four tendrils coming out of their mouth Yeah, um, that they grab you with. They grab your, your vehicles, they yeah. shake your rounds um again they're not as scary once you've encountered them a million times but sometimes you know you can't really escape them in Mm. below zero there are some that are controlling some trafficked areas that you you kind of want all the minerals and things there and you know you want to set up a base but you have to do it just out of range because they will they seek you they Mm -hmm. you know they're doing their their path but if they if you get into their their cone, then they will come all the way over to you and, and try to kill you. Um, and it's a a scream that that emanates from them every time they see you, and you just have to look around to see from yeah, which, like, where is it coming from? Yeah, whichever definitely. you know, three hundred and sixty yeah. directions that that they could come from. So yeah, yeah, no, that's a good pick. Um, it's like you said, once you run into them, it's a little less intimidating. Right, but you don't run into them for a long time because every time you see one, you have a tendency to say, "Nope, like not going that nope. way." Let's just say that's all shut off to me, right? Right, right. Until finally, you need to go past it at some point or around it and try to avoid it, and then you are lucky enough to run into it, and that's yeah. terrifying in and of itself because it is in your face once it gets you. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good. There, pick. there are some. Uh... I, I think you got through the majority of the game, if not all the mm. way through. There are some bigger monsters deep, deep yeah. in the in the sea. Yeah. Um. Not. I mean, I think the the reapers are are worse. I agree. From I actually standpoint. agree. So I've run into some of those bigger monsters uh, yeah. down in like the volcano and stuff right. like that. But um, I hundred percent agree with you. I think the reaper is more terrifying. Yeah. 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 It's a good pick. Thank you. So, uh, my number five is a tonberry. From the Final Fantasy series. What is it? A Tonberry. 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 I'm familiar with it. Well, so I'm going to, there have been in other Final Fantasy games, but I'm going to talk about the Tonberry that you run into in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, there's a point in the game, you be, early in the game, you beat up these thugs, right? And they kind of come back once or twice and you just beat them up and you're like, why do these guys keep showing up? They're super, super easy to fight, right? <laughs> And at one point in the game, you run into these thugs again. And this time they're like, get him, Tonberry. And this little thing comes out and it's about a foot and a half tall. And it's like, it looks like a booger with yellow eyes holding a knife in a brown robe. 
It's like a foot and a half tall, and it just looks like this green, gooey, like soft thing with yellow eyes. And it's got a knife about half its size, and it just moves slow as anything coming towards you, like this little like shift to it. And you're just like, what is this? Like, okay, like good job, thugs. You really brought back up this time. <laughs> well, the thing is, it apparently stares into your soul and makes you reach the pits of despair. So it freezes you essentially. And it just, it's, it's like that redid almost, but almost right. more terrifying. Cause it's like, it's got a knife so much smaller than you. Right. So it, and you can switch between characters in this. So if it freezes one of your characters, you could switch between the second one and start wailing on it, but it could freeze multiple characters. So then it freezes you and it just starts walking towards you, shuffling towards you. And it freezes you for a substantial amount of time. And the bad part is, is that when it gets close enough to stab you with this knife, it does immense amounts of damage. <laughs> like no matter what level you're at, this thing drains most of your HP, if not all of it with oh. one hit, with one hit. So, and it takes a ton of damage itself. Like you do next to no damage to this thing. It's like just e slowly eating away at it. You have to like constantly jump between these three characters and you're like ninja in, in and out, whacking this thing with everything you got as it just like shuffles around, freezes you, stabs you. And there, one of your characters is down. Now you got to like get another character to use like a Phoenix down to bring that character back. But if you take too long doing it, it'll freeze that character and start Jeez. like shuffling towards it. You're just like, what is this little thing? Like, <laughs> how is this happening? Um, I failed this fight the first time it happened in Final Fantasy VII Remake. I was so unprepared because I looked at it and I'm like, okay, like, let's go. Like, I right. got this. And then <laughs> it took me down and I, was, I obviously did not have it. Jeez. But yeah, if you if you get a chance, Google Google a Tonberry and, and see what I'm talking about. Do you know if this was in the original game? Uh, the original seven? Yes. I don't think so i it think it seems like you wouldn't be able to fight like if you have to run around and stuff that that wasn't well that's how you, that's how you would fight it in this game you know it right. had been in earlier final fantasy games i see um like it had been in oh it, had, it was in final fantasy 7 yeah okay uh it was in final fantasy 10 x excuse me excuse me huh <laughs> it, uh the 7 remake final fantasy 9 so it has been in you know a few others but I uh, see. yeah yeah interesting little uh enemy design. it's up. almost like cute you know it has a little lantern right with a little lantern <laughs> too yeah it's really something else something cool. else yeah you gotta look it up you gotta look it up get them ton barry that's what it is and you're just like oh my god these guys are pathetic and then you the need to bring Tonberry to the end boss of the game. Tonberry just Best wipes up. the floor with you. <laughs> yeah, like, can I recruit Tonberry? Right. Like, give me that, dude. Jeez. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. All right. Well, my number five, I don't know why, but this, this enemy is so fun to me. And it is the first enemy you encounter in Hexen. And it is the Etten which I was reading a little bit about Ettons. They are a creature that has been in like Dungeons and Dragons and a bunch of other properties in the past, but it's, it's just like a two headed giant um, in Hexen. They are not giants. They're like basically your size, but they just walk around. They have some armor, they've got a mace and they just come up and whack you. Um, but in Hexen, they're, they're basically like meat shields and they're, they're things you have to deal with to like get around to the other more pressing enemies. 
but I just remember playing Hexen on N64 and kind of being terrified at this like creature just like lumbering towards you uh, in the very beginning because, you know, N64, it was, it was just like a 2D like thing coming at you. Right. They, they had no depth to them whatsoever, um, even though it was a 3D first person game. But they had like a couple of different animations, but it was just really jarring to look at them. Um, and then just killing them, is, it's easy. Um, but there would be instances where there'd be like eight to 10 around you at once. And they would all just like whack you with the mace <laughs> and getting a group of Ettons around you is, is a pretty terrifying experience. Yeah. So, yeah. I have to look this one up. You should. The you Etten. Should. Etten. E-T-T-I-N. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll look it up right now. <laughs> I want to see how terrifying an Etten would be. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure. Oh, you're yeah. No, I get it. No. Yeah. yeah. Two heads too. Yeah. 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 Yep. Two headed. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Not fun. Not cool. No, that's funny. Hexen. Hexen makes a return to the podcast. Yeah, had to have Hexen on here. Yeah, good job. Good job. So my number four is from the Resident Evil series, uh, which has no lack, no lack of good monsters. And I went back and forth on this uh, between two particular monsters, one being the liquor. Sure. And the other one being the one I settled on, the hunter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think the hunter's are super creepy. Yeah. They're like reptilian gorillas with sharp razor sharp claws that like pounce on you and can one hit kill you by decapitating you. Um, You always hear, you know, you talk about big daddies and the thump that they make, but you always hear that kind of like, right. Stepping that like from around a corner and the way that the early resident evils had their cameras set up. You're like, I know there's a hunter around that corner and I don't know how I could round this corner like I don't trust the camera angle to be good enough that I survive <laughs> this encounter, right? right? And they they intentionally did that. You know, everything was probably very strategically placed in relation to the camera angle back then. But even in the newer games, uh, like the third person games, they still in you when you hear them, they still give you that same feeling. There's that part in the Resident Evil Three make when you're going through the hospital and it's just littered with hunters. And they do the good same thing they did in the original Resident Evil and the Resident Evil remake, where they go into like the first person camera view. I was gonna mention that. Yeah, yeah. and it chases like you see it go to the door that you just went through, right? Like busted down, and you're like, oh my gosh, this thing is coming for me. Yeah, and, and uh, they're fast, like very fast. Yeah, first person flyby. Yeah, so they did the same thing in the Resident Evil three remake, and uh, yeah, it's it's once you know a hunter's coming after you, you can be darn sure there's more than one right and uh yeah to me maybe not from a design standpoint they're the most intimidating i think liquors had the edge there uh that's the reason i almost picked liquors is because they are just horrifyingly grotesque but uh hunters from a to me from a deadly standpoint uh they take they take the edge yeah yeah No, that is a terrifying one. I think that was the thing that made me really scared of them was that first person view and the fact that they're just like, I just walked through that place and Mm -hmm. now they're, they're obviously on my tail. Mm -hmm. That was always really scary. And even when you know, you can take them down with like a few shotgun shells or a magnum round, you still know that you're losing those resources on the bosses when you really need them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I could sit here and try to pistol and use all that ammo, but that I'm definitely going to get hurt yeah, at that for point. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's good because my number four is also in the Resident Evil universe. Okay. And it's neither of those. Um, 
but it is the regenerators. Oh god. Yeah. Oh so, god. <laughs> these were these were pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh the they are really tall. Um they just shamble in and when they get close to you, every single like seemingly pore on their body just emits this like let's say three and a half foot spike. Mm-hmm. And it just everywhere, right every you. direction. Yeah. And I don't know how Leon survives any of that ever. You just put some green first aid yeah. spray on there. Just rub some herb on it. <laughs> rub some herb. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, that just seeing that for the first time, all of those spikes coming out, like there's like, I don't know, a thousand spikes that come yeah. out of them. And, and then they retract, they go in and out. Right. And, oh, and, and dude, the first time you run into them, you can't kill them because you don't know how. Right. Like, well, I mean, you, you I think you can if you like now know where the spots are, but you need that. Um, you need like the heat sensor oh. to see where the parasite is in their body, right? right? And then you can take them out by shooting those parasites. Okay, but that's why they're called regenerate. Regenerate, then. yeah, because yeah. when you first run into them, I remember this. You don't have that scope when you first see them, and you're just like, "How do I?" Like you could harm them and get around them, right. but you can't permanently take them down thankfully shortly after you run into them for the first time they give you what you need to take them down permanently but the first time you see them you're like oh i hope i don't see many more of those things yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i remember that that's one that is a good pick though they're super creepy that noise they make yep yeah not cool not cool so moving right along we're on to number three my number three is from super mario brothers three and it's Big Bertha. Big okay. Bertha. <laughs> Big Bertha haunted my dreams as a child. Do you, do you remember Big Bertha? I'm looking at Big Bertha. Big Bertha is the big fish that is inevitably in all the water levels where you're platforming and the platforms move up and down to okay. like below water level and then back above it. Right. So you have this big fish that's swimming back and forth and leaping at you and it will swallow you in one gulp and kill you. If, it, if you get too close to it. So these platforms are moving up and down as you're moving across the stage. And if you don't end up in the right place, when they go down, you're going to end up in the water. And if you end up in the water, it is mm-hmm. almost guaranteed that Big Bertha is going to swallow you whole and oh, you'll end up in Big Bertha's belly. Oh. Uh, and I just remember this was so terrifying as a kid because like, I'm doing everything I can to avoid this fish. And inevitably it would eat me. And I remember reading also a like marine science book. I was really into sharks when I was younger. Sure. Uh, And one of the books I was reading talked about Goliath groupers and how they are so big that they could swallow like small children in theory. Right. And then I'm also playing Super Mario Brothers 3 that has like big birth in it. And I'm just, yeah, you can see how this became horrifying in my head. Right. Right. (laughs) I had a fear of being swallowed whole by a fish that wasn't a shark it'd almost be better (laughs) if it was a shark right oh yeah (laughs) no (laughs) but but yeah big bertha man super super scary uh i think it's something that people generally remember who have played the game and hopefully never remember how it was depicted in the mario brothers film that came out back then oh no <laughs> yeah because it was not a fish it was not a fish at all oh jeez it was a human being yeah it was interesting it went an interesting route with that film as a whole you know yeah a lot of creative liberties there are you, but, you think it'll be much different with chris pratt being in the mario role 
can I just not comment on this right <laughs> yes. now? Uh, because I have no clue how that movie's going to turn yeah. out. And I'm hopeful. I want it to be good. It'll but, it'll um, be like Minions. That's the, it's the same studio making it. So it'll yeah. be. I liked the uh, Despicable Me. I yeah. like that movie. I like the first yeah. two Despicable Me's. You know, I also like they did that when the Secret Life of Pets. I think that was alright. Oh, okay, yeah, you know, that wasn't bad. Now, this will be like Minions, though. You like no. Minions, right? <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> what, am I, what, what do you want me to say here brian do, do, do i like minions all right so no the answer okay. is no the answer is no okay should we move on to my number three or did you we have should... more big big no, birth of a... no okay no we can move on <laughs> okay well speaking of goliath groupers my number three is a, the goliath from borderlands uh-huh. So I don't know if you ever encountered one of these, no. but they are pretty big guys. They got, I think one or two guns that they're just shooting at you with. They have a big bucket on their head. <laughs> and then when you shoot the bucket, it, you know, blows it off. Mm-hmm. And then they've just got this like snake tendril with an eye that comes out. And then they're, you know, they rage basically. And then they just like run at you in melee but they will run at and melee anything around. So even other enemies, um, you know, wh- whoever's with you, any anything in sight, they'll just like start wailing on. And then every time they get a kill, they level up and upgrade and they get bigger and stronger and more terrifying looking. I have mm. here the list. We have the Goliath and then each kill gets gets them this, this new tier. So then that we have the Raging Goliath, the Badass Goliath, the super badass Goliath, <laughs> the ultimate badass Goliath, and then the God Goliath. Oh, and at that point, they're they're just humongous and will do tons of damage. Um, but they're a cool enemy because you can use them to like take out other enemies. True, yeah, but yeah. you have to like kind of weigh like, all right, well, they're getting a little too powerful. Let's take them out at this point. Good naming convention there, though. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's actually a point in Borderlands 2 where there's just like this place you're trapped in, and it's like, all right, you have to fend off, you know, all these people. And then I remember always using the Goliath to just like clear out the room, and then I would just destroy him at right. the at the last. Um, but yeah, they, they get really powerful and it, it's cool seeing that transformation take place. Yeah. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Good pick. Probably will never play more Borderlands. Nope. <laughs> so, probably will never see it. Sure. Uh, but moving on to my number two, my number two is from the game Returnal. Um, and the enemies in Returnal don't typically have names that you oh. are aware. Well, they do oh, have names. They right. all have names, like, right. but like, you're just too busy. Like, dodging things and trying right. to survive that you know even when there are logs that get into this sort of thing do you ever go into the menu to read them but there's an enemy in particular that i think is like the best representation of what like how these enemies are depicted and move in returnal and for me that's the Arcanact. this uh happens in the crimson waste which is the second biome of the game and there are these flying enemies that you run into that have almost rectangular heads with a single eye in the middle and all these tentacles like coming off of them that they kind of like wave around and use to float and they shoot these orbs at you or laser beams but there's a bigger one that is just massive i mean on the scale of maybe 10 of these things combined and it has this huge rectangular head and like 
dozens of tentacles coming out of the bottom and it is enormous. Like the scale from Celine to this thing, it's probably 150 feet tall and flying in the air coming for you. And it shoots a lot of like the bigger enemies and bosses shoot purple. Everything in this game is so well done. So they use <laughs> color coding um, and purple. You cannot dodge through mm-hmm. You, you know, you have to avoid it. If you go to dodge through it, it will hit you. Right. Uh, and it shoots like these purple orbs and it shoots laser beams, purple lasers at you. And it's just, it's a really difficult enemy uh, at this point in the game. The first time you run into it and throughout it, it still remains. If you don't have the right weaponry or like build, it still remains very difficult. But something this game just does so well is the use of tentacles. <laughs> not like, <laughs> not like into tentacles, like some people are, you know, right. I mean, I like a tentacle here and there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, God. But like, they just, I don't, Housemark is super talented. Congrats to Sony on that acquisition because um, the way these tentacles flow and move and interact with the environment is just really, really superbly done. And when you see one of these for the first time, you know, it's intimidating. You know, it's trying to kill you. You know, it's going to be difficult, but there are many enemies in this game and this monster in particular, where you see it and you're just like, Whoa, like this thing looks great. Like what a unique design, Mm -hmm. what a unique movement to it. And what a unique threat. And then it laser beams you in half and you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't have been like all standing there with my jaw dropped, you know, but um, yeah, the Arcanact man, uh, this game involves a lot of tentacles and odd, odd designs. And this, this, uh, this monster has it in spades. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. You got to play Returnal, dude. I feel like I encountered the smaller version of that. Maybe Mm -hmm. playing with, uh, at your place. Yeah. I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will definitely get it. I think I want to obviously dread is, is first and foremost, I feel like I should probably finish Miles. I, I love where that one's yes, going. Yes, you should. You absolutely yeah. should finish Miles. Yeah. And it wouldn't take you too long. But I think Returnal, like definitely Returnal is definitely more than Ratchet in my mind. Like I would in agree. terms of priority. God, wait, we're doing our rankings of the year. So maybe I should like talk too much about where sure, each one fits sure. in. But I think Returnal now goes down to 40, which I've seen 50, but really, maybe, maybe 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 it's 50. Maybe, yeah, maybe physical, but I'm not yeah. going to get a physical copy no, of it. Totally. So yeah, even 50, like even 60, it's worth 60. And I right. think that's what it sits at. It's not a $70 game, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Okay. Um, maybe it is, but uh, if it's 70, yeah, still worth it. I yeah. put in, I mean, I also put in like 70 hours into this game. Right, so a dollar right. an hour, I'll take it. That's good. I'll take it. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see where I'm at because if Horizon Forbidden West is right. out, then... Yeah, it gets bumped again. We'll see. All right. Well, my number two is the Hydralisks from StarCraft. These are a great monster. Um, They are very big. You you don't really get a good sense of the size when you're kind of just playing the game from the top-down perspective. But in any sort of cutscene, you realize how, how gigantic they are. You know, the Marines in, in the cutscenes are big because they have these power suits, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that must make the Hydralisks like, I don't know, eight to 10 feet tall, probably even bigger. Yeah. Um, but they're just these serpent type creatures. They've got big scythe arms. Uh, they have just like this huge head with a big armored carapace. 
and then they shoot these needle spines just like out of their body and they are terrifying just like yeah like shooting past you and um just little needles everywhere yeah but yeah just really i mean this was the go-to unit for for my my zerg armies just because they can you know attack the land in the air yeah they were cheap um yeah great great enemy um and they can evolve into what's called the lurker um which was the one that can kind of burrow in the ground and if if they're undetected by the enemy then they shoot up these like spines that just like destroy anything on the ground so yeah good good all-around monster Mm -hmm. um, the hydralisk yeah yeah i mean not the game i play but um i think i know the answer to this you have tattoos you're not afraid of needles are you because between no. this and the regenerator <laughs> lots of needle yeah lots of enemies going on there yeah yeah no uh that's a good pick yeah i really i i feel so bad that i missed out on games like starcraft uh in my gaming career you know yeah i i would say starcraft is still a game to go back to like yeah, but it's rts you know and like you know how i get play, with that. Play the campaign man you don't have to yeah. play with anyone you just yeah. the the campaign you can even set it to like the, there are difficulty settings where you can just play through it if, if you can do if you can play the game then you can beat the game yeah so okay well maybe i'll give it a shot probably yeah. not probably not Probably not because I don't a, even know where I would get investment. it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd have to get it on BattleNet. Yeah, so yeah. and you know, Blizzard, Activision, yeah, yeah all that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Sure. I guess it's time for our number ones, Brian. How about that? We got here. We got here pretty swiftly, I think. Yeah. Uh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and move into our number one monster in video games. All right. You ready for this? I am. My number one, because my list is in no particular order, but I will say it's my number one because this is where <laughs> we are right now. Uh, it's from Dark Souls, uh, which, man, I easily could have put five monsters on this list from a Soulsborne game. I mean, Demon Souls has great monsters. Dark Souls has great monsters. Bloodborne has great monsters. It would have been easy to fill this list with the the monsters and from these games. However, the one that I felt had to be on the list is the mimic. Are you familiar? familiar. Okay. So imagine this, you're weary. You just went through battles and yes, they were normal enemies that you're battling, but no normal enemy in these games is is easy to deal with, right? So you've gone pretty far from a bonfire, but you're looking forward to the next one. What's this on the ground over there? I could always use some healing items or maybe some better gear. It's a treasure chest. Let me go open this treasure chest. Do you think it's a treasure chest, Brian? No, No. I I don't think so. No, no, it's not. It's a mimic. And a mimic is basically a treasure chest with the sharpest of teeth, a right. huge tongue, and these weird gangly arms and legs. And as soon as you go to open the chest, it chomps you uh, <laughs> right at the midsection, kind of waves you around and spits you out if you're lucky enough to have enough health to survive the chomp. And then it'll stand up and start coming after you with this weird like gangly oh shamble. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're terrifying looking and horrible to run into. You know, if you're not familiar with Dark Souls, which if you are familiar with Dark Souls, you know which chests are mimics and just you could uh, throw something at them from a distance to kind of get them to react prior to going and checking them. You could also do this if you're just a, a very wary player. Uh, just throw So there's no way to know if they're a mimic without either memorizing think- it or... So there's a slight breathing to the mimics. Oh. So if you look, if you stop and look at a treasure chest from a distance, there is like a slight breathing effect to the ones ew. that are mimics, but it's very subtle. It's very subtle. Yeah, wow. it was right. Well, it's a living creature, dude. It's a monster. Um, and they are, yeah, they're terrible. They're typically put at these moments where you, when you do run into them and they chomp on you, you're just like, why? Like I've come so far. I have to do all that over again. And like, it could be easy to see that feel like these games are, are made to, to force you to give up, but they're not like, they're not, you know, this is a learning experience and mimics are just that they are a learning experience. Um, And I can say from experience, the first time you run into a mimic, you are watching for that breathing effect. You are throwing stones at treasure chests, especially in those dire times when you have gone through long, hard-fought batter- battles and you're low on health and right. like in need of a bonfire. Um, yeah, they, they, they definitely instill fear in you, and they definitely have an iconic design. This checks all the boxes when it comes to what a good monster in a video game should be. Yeah. attacking you when you least expect it uh posing as something good that ends up being something really really bad right uh, they're that's the thing they're amazing i mean from a design standpoint they're incredible i love mimics from the idea of a mimic is i think just so so good especially in a game that's trying to be punishing right um but yeah when you're playing the game you probably don't like them as much <laughs> This sounds like a good iteration because mimics have been in other video games before. Yeah. But this one sounds way more terrifying that it actually like runs at you and shambles over. Yeah. Yeah. That's no good. No, no good. Good pick. Yeah. I I was familiar with the term, but I didn't know they were in Dark Souls. And Mm -hmm. that kind of sounds almost a little silly. Uh, (laughs) I mean, all the other monsters are like that grotesque kind of figure. Mm -hmm. Is this comical in any way or? Uh, in a way, I mean, yeah, okay. not the, I mean, honestly, when you first run into him, no, it's not okay. comical, like at yeah. all. You're probably just nothing but frustrated, I gotcha. you know, like <laughs> throw your controller kind of anger. Right. Uh, their movement could be seen as comical. I can okay. see that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. But no, I, I personally don't think they're that funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. All right, then let's get into my number one. This is the creepiest one that I could come up with, and it is the Creeper from Minecraft. So anyone who's played Minecraft knows yeah, this, is, good. this yeah. is this is not a fun enemy to deal with. Well, most of the time, because you don't even know that they're near you until you hear that 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 just lighting right. of the the fuse sound, and mm-hmm. then just an explosion. And it inevitably is when you're trying to like build your house and they just end up blowing up and destroying it. And it's a huge mm-hmm. crater and everything is in shambles and yeah, they, they're not a fun enemy to deal with. Uh, whenever you find like a new cave and especially if you don't have like enough light going into the cave, you can hear them and you, you just can't see them and it's not fun dealing with creepers. 
they're they're pretty cute i will say <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I almost put creepers in on my list because they are that yeah just yeah video game monster right like, right that's exactly what they are and uh deserving to be on this list but i had a feeling they'd be on your list you right know, you're, <laughs> you have a little more experience with minecraft than sure. i sure yeah. yeah yeah but good good pick for sure thank you yeah so this was fun um i didn't yeah. have much time to throw the list together i think we both did good jobs though yeah I do. yeah these I are do. these are some monsters right here yeah, yeah and given both of us losing our voices. I think we did admirably. Oh yeah. 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 If but, we uh, had recorded, you know, we're, we're a day late here. If we had recorded yesterday, it would have been, Oh my gosh. My it would voice. Have been terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, not to mention, I wouldn't have been here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Took the red eye home, but just, just do a FaceTime from your phone and we'll, we'll, on the we'll make it work. Yeah. On the airplane. <laughs> yeah. uh, sir, it's supposed to be an airplane mode. Uh, I get you to stop FaceTiming? no i'm recording my podcast like what do you think yeah so yeah yeah the reason i lost my voice the fun thing about being in loud las vegas is that you have to scream at the person next to you so that's right yeah i love doing that nothing like yelling in somebody's ear for two minutes trying to explain what you want to do and then they're like what (laughs) good times good times Yeah. yeah fun stuff yeah yeah but um next week Next week, we have a good episode. We are doing uh, a guest episode with Rough Talk VR, uh, and we are having both hosts on the show. So we are really minimizing our list here to a top three, and it'll be our top three virtual reality games, our top three VR games. And we will, of course, still do the honorable mention. But um, That's good, because that's about as many of VR games as I've played. Yeah, I figured, man, this is good for you, right? You get to really limit the list. So we're taking a little break from Spooky-tober, if you will. Uh, and we're going to talk about VR games, not to say spooky games. I mean, may... all games are terrifying in VR. That's true. So That's true. It goes right yeah. along with it. And there may be more than one spooky game on, on people's list. I, I really have no clue what they're going to come to the table with, but um, I don't know if one will be online, but we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll yeah. see. We will. It'll be a we fun will. list. It will. Yeah, it will be a fun list and a fun show. I have no doubt. But uh, as always, guys, we hope you have a great week. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you want to chat with us or let us know how we're doing, good or bad, uh, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast app or just uh, contact us with our socials that are linked in the show notes. Uh, Hope everybody has a great week. Bye. Go to bed. I will. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Bye.